Hey there, internet. Welcome to another episode of the Rocket MSP podcast, the show that asks the tough questions of vendors. Today, I'm joined by Matt and Kevin from the channel program. Welcome, guys. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate it. And hello, internet. The entire internet is watching. The, the entire, all three of them. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, you guys have, have kind of, I don't know. I wouldn't say battled your way into prominence here in the channel. You, you just kind of blasted open the door and, and here you are and, and you're, you're doing all the things, man. So kudos to you two for, for all the work you've put in the channel program. Kevin, you, here's where Kevin takes full credit, Steve. Go ahead, Kevin. That's good. I'll take like 90% credit this time. I'll give you a little credit. No, but you know, it's, it's funny. It, it, at surface level, it might look like we've lasted our way, but I think every day we feel like it's a battle, you know? Uh, but uh, yeah, I guess it's the nature of startup and entrepreneurship. It's just, you're always battling something, but uh, sure. But, yeah. So, so you launched a new. I don't know if it's a product or a platform, but it's called Navistack. Can you, can you give us a brief overview of what that is and how it works? Yeah. Um, yeah, man, I'll, I'll take this one and then, sure. then, then you can talk. No, I'll, um, I'm, I'll do the show and tell when, when we share a screen. There you go. Well, I, I think <laughs> it's kind of important to give it some of the, the origin story behind it real quick. You know, I've, I've been fortunate to build and scale, but you know, IT services company, uh, large bar in the DC area and, uh, recently exited that business. And I've also had the fortune of scaling arguably one of the fastest growing cybersecurity companies in that channel. And so we've kind of seen, we see this marketplace from both sides of the, the table, right? As a, as a, as a IT services company, you know, reselling technologies to public sector, you know, customers and having you know, 70, 80 different vendors that we were working with. And then on the other side of the table had the, you know, benefit of, of scaling, uh, you know, software company. And so the thought process behind this platform, this Navistack platform is like, how do we, how do we take the friction out of this marketplace? And we started, that was like one of our early, you know, thesis is that there's so much friction in the channel, you know, from a, from an MSP standpoint, it's, they're overwhelmed by the number of new technologies that are out there. Um, they're challenged every day in communicating with their vendors when they need them, especially as the vendors start to scale. I give, give the example with ID Agent, last company, you know, first 50 partners, we knew them, I knew them all, you know, first name, you know, texting back and forth. They'd text me what they would want to see in, the, in a product. And but as you got to 100, 200, 500, 2,000 uh, partners, it just, become wildly, you know, un unmanageable. So there's friction all around this marketplace. And so we built Navistack, you know, initially for the MSP to give them kind of a, a centralized view of their technologies that they work with, um, and kind of an organized, you know, visual, uh, and it allows them to add different product categories, uh, to their, to their stack. Uh, and as we progress, they'll start to see how they, you know, compare against their you know, their peers, you know, their, their stack, uh, the popularity of the tools that they're using. Um, we have some of that now with uh, the product reviews and the ratings, 
Um, but you know, at the end of the day, we wanted to you know, start by creating a, a a tool that allows the the MSP to visualize their their partners and and just better organize them. You know, organize all their marketing materials in one centralized spot and just make it just that much of a better experience in managing their vendors moving forward. That's really cool. So how how would you say that Navistack differentiates itself from other vendor management tools in the market? So, I mean, I, I think I'll take, I think I know what you'll say here, Kevin, but you can fill in any gaps. But, you know, traditionally, Steve, it's a one-to-one relationship, right? So an MSP signs up with vendor X. They're then saying to that MSP, hey, come log into my partner portal, get my materials. But you, you know, as well as anybody, an MSP works with 30 different vendors and it's a terrible experience to have to log into 30 different partner portals. It's impossible. I mean, it just doesn't happen. That's, that's the bottom line. If you look at any industry report, it's a 10% utilization rate. I mean, that's pretty outrageous when you think from, but well, both sides, one, the MSPs that are not being served properly. And then two on the vendor side, that's terrible. I mean, that means 90% of your partners are actually engaging in all of these efforts and materials you're putting out there. And so that's, that's the bottom line that the single most important differentiator is that this is built as a one to many. So as you come in and your vendors are participating, well, now I can get my SAS alerts stuff in one place. I can get my solutions granted. I can get my Bloomera, whatever different technologies you're using, you know, just making it easier. Then also, as, as Kevin mentioned, like communicating with your vendors, there isn't really a single place an MSP can chat with their entire vendor community. And that's what we're building here. That's really cool. Now, what, what it sounds like you're trying to do is almost make it so that channel program is the partner portal for not, not necessarily the product dashboard. You're not going to get rid of, uh, you know, the ability to log into Meraki and, and manage switches and things like that. But it sounds like what you're trying to do is build like a, a centralized partner dashboard where we can download and access all of our sales and marketing materials and connect with our sales rep and possibly even tech support all from a a central hub that now we've got access to all of our vendors at once. Yeah, you're, you're spot on. I mean, the phrase we've been using is we want this to become the homepage for an MSP. And I know we'll, we'll kind of get into like the future iterations of what Navistack is going to become. But yeah, that, that, that's really exactly it. Like you want to be the homepage. We want to be the, there is no vendor. There's really no vendor management tool out there for an MSP to, to manage their vendors. It's such a big pain point. I heard it all the time, uh, being on the road. Um, it's just, and I, and I get it when I was in between roles, you know, I, I started doing my own thing and I even found just like the, the secondary vendors like Zoom and all that, and like staying on top of the StreamYard updates, <laughs> like that was, became unmanageable for me. I was, I was like, I told Kevin, I was like, I was like, I already work with like 10 different vendors and I'm not like deeply engrossed in like Zoom, but you have to stay on top of what's happening in your stack. And that was my stack. I could, it really like hit home for me of like, oh my God, this is a, an MSP is having to do this times five potentially. It's just, yeah, there was just no, no easy answer until we developed what we came up with. And it's crazy because MSPs are always, uh, bragging about 
offering vendor management on their websites, you know, and we can't even do it for ourselves. How are we expected to do it for our clients? Mm. Well, you're, that's funny because it's, uh, it's always shoemaker shoes, right? It's always, you know, running around and, and, you know, most MSPs are customer first, right? It's service first, you know, but because of that, you know, especially as a emerging MSPs are starting to scale, they don't, they don't have the systems or infrastructure or centralized dashboarding, that kind of stuff, uh, to make their, their business more efficient. And it's just, it's because typically they're just running around and, and putting out fires and trying to scale. And so, yeah, that was, that was one of the ideas is that you could, we create this central centralized hub and, um, you know, start taking some of the friction out of there. Um, again, going back to the ID agent days, you we had had, um, I think at that point we had, had several hundred uh, MSP partners, and we started to build our own uh, version of this within our within our tool. Right, some vendors will go down that path and try to build enablement, you know, within their within their tools. But you know, that was a, a costly, long term endeavor. Right, I think we did it. I think we did it reasonably well, but there's definitely a lot, a lot of lessons learned, um, and. I think the most painful part about it, though, was that we got to this point where we felt good about the portal that we had created, and we had all these great documents in there, and you can download logos and you know all these images. But to Matt's point, and you know, we were one of the most engaged, you know, hottest vendors out there, but we'd get ten percent, maybe twelve percent utilization, right? And it's, it's oftentimes I don't think it's, it, it wasn't because the the partner didn't want to engage with us is because they were overwhelmed, right? Because they're having to, you know, you know, jump over here, jump over there. And then you, you, you can also subdivide that, you know, challenge with different personas within the MSP. You got somebody in, in marketing that's got a different need. You got some the techno, you know, technician, technical person that's got kind of different use case. And then you've got a business owner that might have a, you know, a third use case. And so that's, as we looked at this, as this market, you know, again, going back to the friction, it's like, how do we build something that's simple, easy to use? There's a, there are other, you know, quote unquote vendor management tools out there. They start kind of this API based, you know, they're cumbersome, you know, half the time to damn, you know, APIs don't work, uh, platforms are down. And so it's, it's similar to the way we deconstructed security previously, right? With the, with the, you know, not to keep going backward with ID agent, but it was, it's a pretty good analogy in that cybersecurity is so damn complex. And we saw that the MSPs were struggling to sell cybersecurity to their customers. It was like, why don't, you know, it was just looked at as, as another, another expense. And so that, that the thought process by ID agent is that, you know, get people to focus on the fact that their passwords exposed and here it is in clear text and then that'll help the MSP sell all these other, you know, cybersecurity solutions. And so we kind of started that same premise, right? You know, that there's so much friction within the MSP. There's so much friction between the vendor and the MSP. And so if, could we build something that's simple, you know, and as we progress, we'll layer in more sophistication, you know, more, um, you know, we'll go down that API path. We've got some AI stuff that's coming up, but yeah, it's, um, I think oftentimes vendors, whether it's a, you know, sell to product or sell through product or something like what we're doing now, they start and they, they further complicate, you know, the challenge. Um, and I think the trick for any vendor or, you know, any, any business is to, 
simplify as much as you can and focus on the outcome and then gain adoption. And as you gain adoption, you, then you start to build in more complexity. But yeah, it's, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's challenging, but, uh, work for the challenge. And, and Steve, I'm just going to add one other thing real quick. Sorry. It, and cause the other key piece to this is this is built in a community that's built around resources for MSP. So it's like, not only you're getting this, you've gone in, maybe you got your materials from Sasslers or whatever, but then, okay, well, I've been really looking to, to try to figure out who my next backup company is. Then you can immediately transition to starting to look at, you know, peer reviews of your, of, of backup and disaster recovery or, oh, okay. I, you know, now that I'm already in here, let me check out what's going on in the industry this week, uh, on the industry calendar. So it's the whole, the whole platform is built around, you know, the, the user experience for an MSP versus just logging into some straight, you know, random, random partner portal. So. I gotta say, I was really skeptical at first. Um, I, I still have some skepticism, but I'm, I'm going to hold off. What I'd like to do is, can we, can we look at it? Yeah. We can look at it and we can play around with it and we are going to answer your skepticism. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, Excellent. So yeah, if you want to go ahead and put it on the screen, we can fuck through it. Um, so it. again, you know, this, this is, you know, this is version one, right? This is mm -hmm. right now a visualization of a sample MSP stack. And so again, as an MSP, I'm able to log in and, you know, we have got kind of preset categories just based on general feedback from the community, but you can absolutely customize it. Don't see a category. Uh, you can put this in. I think it's important to address this because again, this question gets asked a lot. The vendors, they, they're vendors who pay to be part of our platform. This, this component is completely open ecosystem. So Steve, they don't have to be a paying vendor for you to add whoever you're using for network security. It is completely open. Um, it, I'll, in fact, I'll show you kind of how you do it. You put build my stack. Um, so I'll use SAS alerts just as an example. So if I type in SAS alerts, so I would say I'm a current partner or I'd like more information. If I'm a current partner, the journey takes them into, it actually requests, not only that would you get added, I would I add SAS alerts to my view of my stack, it would also give me access to their partner portal as well. So it's kind of take, hmm. kind of killing two birds with one stone there. If this uh, vendor did not exist, so uh, I just make up a, a, a vendor, which, you know, we don't know every vendor in the space. It's a kind of all snap, don't see your vendor or product. We're adding dozens of new products every month. I can tell you, we got three new requests this morning and we're adding them within 24 hours. So everybody can go back and re-add these. So it is completely open ecosystem in terms of what you want on your stack because, you know, stacks go well beyond just kind of the traditional MSP offerings. They get into the QuickBooks and things like that. So it is completely open, uh, customizable. And one of the requests we got is that, you know, maybe use IT Glue as an example because they have a lot of different uh, categories of, of product, how we, how you perceive as an MSP, how you perceive how you use ID, IT glue might be different than the categories they selected for themselves to be categorized. So Steve, it's open. Like if you, I mean, you don't, you wouldn't use, I don't think you'd use IT glue for backup and disaster recovery, but if you had a component sure. of IT glue that did fit that for you, you could also add them. So it's, it's not, you're not, it's not stuck to whatever that vendor chose as their product category. It's really for you to customize. 
Uh, so I can add more than one vendor to mm-hmm. each of these little categories too. Yeah, correct. So you're kind of seeing, you know, vulner- vendor yeah. vulnerability assessment. And I, I was worried about that because, you know, there are many MSPs that they might use multiple vendors for a multitude of reasons. Yeah. So that's, that's great that you've got the ability to add multiple. Now, one thing I like, uh, before we even dig into what's deeper is mm-hmm. this is giving us a nice visual of like, here are all the categories that exist and all the things that as an MSP, as I continue to mature operationally, I, my goal should be to like fill all of these little boxes up. Right. Yeah. So. I like that you're telling me I need dark web and identity monitoring. Gosh, I need my glasses. Yeah, no, you got it right. (laughs) (laughs) Or I need cloud security or zero trust security. And, you know, if you hit the plus on one of those, does it give you options? Like here are the ones that we know do this today. Uh, So, yeah, so cybersecurity. And then you would, have, so that you would be typing that in. Um, we will have some suggest, I mean, Kevin, maybe in the future, we'll have some suggested vendors there, mm-hmm. but yeah, for now, this would be, yeah, you would be typing it in, but you can, um, search zero trust security up here in the search toolbar and you're going to get a myriad of vendors. That Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Cause, cause that's what I see as, you know, as, as we continue through our journey of operational maturity, I would love to see, okay. Uh, this quarter, I'm going to focus on zero trust security. Who are the vendors I should be looking at? Obviously you guys do a great job of having your, your battle royales and all these other events that you guys do to, uh, uh, show off vendors. And, um, I feel like I, I fill in a gap where you don't, where I have them come on and do demos. So who knows, maybe there's a way for us to work together in the future, but, uh, What I would say is it would be cool if we hit the plus and there was like a pick one of these vendors because I don't have one today. Yeah. Hey, look, Steven, us going through that right there. I mean, this is how the product becomes better. Yeah. I mean that, right. So, and I'll just give you just, just to show you like an example for today, this would, if you were looking at security awareness training, type in security awareness, and then, you know, it's going to pending my internet working here, uh, it'll, you know, bring up a series of security awareness training companies that you can start taking a look at. You can also visualize it through our stack charts, which are based on peer validation and product reviews. So this chart, then it is a question that gets asked a lot, like can know before buy their way to the top? The answer is absolutely not. This is based purely on MSPs feedback in the community. And then you can kind of go down and, and really, you know, dive into, you know, maybe you actually want to read. A little bit more about you secure as you learn product and so you know you can instead of just visualizing who's the top of the charts you can start really getting into you know what msps really like the most about the different products and again this, so this is, is all pure validation here. so so one of the things that i know a lot of msps have said to me is that they feel like you guys are just trying to use all of these different tools, whether it's the reviews or, or Navistack now or, or whatever to, to just get more information. You, you guys are just looking to hoover up as much as you can about us MSPs. So that way, um, 
you've got more data that you can sell to the vendors. What do you say well, to that? I'm glad you actually asked that because we don't sell data to the vendors. Um, and that's very controversial because, you know, you think about the experience of going to a trade show, right? Mm-hmm. You, I'm sure you've experienced this, you know, hundreds of times. You go to a trade show and, you know, you come back to the office on that Monday or Tuesday and, oh, wow, every vendor's got that, you know, attendee list and they're blowing you up, right? And mm-hmm. so, again, kind of thinking about, you know, where we've come from, you know, uh, being on both sides of the, the market. Last company was obviously cybersecurity. You know, a lot of it was focused on privacy. So we started with, you know, let's put the control back into the channel's hands. So when we launched, um, gosh, 20 months ago now, um, we launched with this, this program we call pitch called engage today. But the whole premise behind it was that the MSP could log in anonymously, watch the presentations and they decide if they want to engage with the vendor. And only at that point would we, you know, make that connection. If you watched, you know, seven or eight of those presentations and you're like, yeah, yeah I'm good, then, you know, you're good. Right. And, and again, hmm. we protect the privacy. So, so we built this in a way where it's about, you know, maintaining that level of, of privacy. Uh, but then for us, what we can do is take the data that we are aggregating and turn it around and use it to, provide suggestions, provide insight, uh, provide analysis for you to, again, compare yourself to others. Everything's anonymized. Uh, so we won't go down the path of selling data to vendors. Um, we may at some point, maybe, you know, you guys, you were asking about, you know, when you're searching for product category, who are some of the suggested, we may go down that path a little bit. Uh, but yeah, it, you know, the moment that we, sell like just blanketly sell data like that without uh, an MSP's opt-in permission or whatever this small we lose our credibility and so um yeah so we're, we're building this in a way that provides you know insight data you know back to the MSP um and the way we monetize the, the platform is that the vendors pay to turn on their PRM and and engage with the MSPs that are asking to be added to their channel program or asking for more information, kind of that opt-in model. So, so yeah, we, so, you know, everything that we've done to this point has been, you know, with privacy first, uh, in making sure that, um, you know, we maintain that level of privacy and, you know, that credibility. Otherwise, you know, we, uh, when we lose our credibility, uh, then, you know, you know how this industry works, you know, you're, you're done. I do. So, yeah. So. So we've got a we've got a pretty high uh, you know standard to uphold when it comes to data integrity and and um, and how we're protecting you know you know we call them our, our partners on the platform. Very good. Yeah. Uh, now you have data security and privacy at the forefront of what you're doing with not just Navistack but the the whole channel program ecosystem. So, uh, what measures have you put in place to ensure, uh, the data security and privacy for all your users? Yeah. So yeah, we'll talk publicly about all, all of the measures, but, uh, again, you know, coming from the security background, um, again, we, when we started, started down this path, it was about privacy first and security first. Uh, and so, you know, Garrett on, on our team, um, former MSP, 
uh, is with us uh, at ID Agent. Um, you know, when we started architecting the platform and and you know data controls and privacy, that was that was at the you know top of mind. Uh, so we've got um, we feel we've got the the right controls in place, and um, you know, knock on wood, we uh, we, we we keep uh, we keep that uh, level of integrity. But uh, yeah, it's it, it's all about security. Um, you know, you have to be security first. Doesn't matter what kind of product you are um, these days. I mean, it, it's got to be you know built with security in mind up front. So. Yeah, so we're 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 trying to do our part to uh, to make sure that we we stay secure and compliant. Very good. Now, I noticed that I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to the screen share. Um, this Navistack is a fantastic way for MSPs to identify gaps in their vendor stack. So maybe I I didn't realize I should also be doing. Uh, cloud security or network security as part of my cybersecurity stack. Um, are there any, are there any like limitations to the ven vendor stack or are you, are you finding that, uh, people are complaining that you're missing categories frequently or, uh, we haven't had too many complaints about categories, um, you know, in terms of overall, I mean, we, have, I, I, gosh, I don't even know how many categories we have. We have a lot of categories. And look, it's not like we're not open to adding categories if they make sense. Um, again, this view is, you know, a template, a default view, but again, an MSP can add any variety of categories and subcategories that oh, we have. Wow. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. So, so the, you know, this, this is the, the, the blanket that we have, but the full, like, if you go into the full view of categories, I mean, you're talking about all of these categories, you know, like. So, you know, backup and recovery has 16 categories. We didn't technically put 16 categories in backup and recovery on that view. But if, if you utilize all these different categories, then you're, you could really make a robust, uh, view for your Navistack. So there's a myriad of categories to choose from. Um, as we've mentioned, you know, when you hit the build your stack, if you have a vendor that isn't showing up, that's just a request at that point. So you click here to request. And like I said, we got four today and we've already, uh, Garrett on our team adds them in within 24 hours. And, and then I actually send an email directly. Um, cause I, you know, I, I still like the, the personal touch. I, I send an email directly to the, to the MSP that made the request and say, like, Hey, great news. We, we've already added your product and, 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 the, and sometimes in some cases a new company. Cause you know, again, we don't know every company that exists out there. So, uh, but, but you're dead on in terms of. This is an opportunity for an MSP to start evaluating some of their gaps in their in their in their stack. Um, I actually had an M um, and this can be lost on people. I think because let's say you have five people in your MSP that are registered users on our platform. If you the if you let's say you're the owner or whatever, it does, you don't have to be. But let's say I the owner fill this out. Well, my, now my entire group of five users has access to this view, and so. It's so important, you know, you're onboarding a new technician. They now see your technology stack. I had a salesperson come up to me, a salesperson at an MSP. And she said, um, she's like, yeah, I don't fully understand actually all the different technologies we work with. And I, you know, I had presented in front of them and she said, she said, she looked over to the owner and she's like, I want this. And he said, well, he showed her an Excel spreadsheet that he has of his vendors that he works with. She said, no, I want this. Cause you know, just, it's not, it's a different visualization. Um, and again, you know, and again, this is step one of this. Um, but as I mentioned, 
you know, and I'll kind of get into, the, you know, we talked a little bit about the partner portals. So as you start adding to your stack, it will start unlocking the different partner portals that you have been granted access to. So in this case, you know, I've been granted access to Thread, SAS Alerts, Nodeware. So now just directly from my stack, I'm able to go in here. I'll use SAS Alerts as an example because they've done a great job of adding content. And it's really see, focused on four areas that an MSP generally cares about when logging into a partner portal. It's brandable content, so white-labeled materials, the ability to add your logo at, at the click of a button. It's, it's a click-and-drag situation. Vendor documentation, whatever FAQs, whatever they want you to be able to know about their product. Uh, blogs, and then videos. So these are the key the areas uh, that we, you know, we know based on MSP usage. These are the, the areas that they care most about. And, you know, in addition to that, as we talked about, you can then communicate with your entire partner base, which has just never existed before, right? So you can now reach out to, let's, you know, for the sake of this call, Patrick Sullivan's my account manager. I can chat with him directly here and I can do the same for Thread and I can do the same for Nodeware. And that's just never existed. Guys, this is effing amazing. <laughs> this is revolutionary you guys have built something that i'm impressed thank you I'm i guess impressed. it's where i have mean, to give matt more than 10 percent credit i guess huh yeah <laughs> now uh, i mean it means a lot coming from you Steve, because i know you, you look you, you're in the space you've been on a lot of different sides of the industry and you hear from a lot of the technology vendors, so you know a lot of the pain points on both sides. So, yeah, it means a lot coming from. Now, one thing that uh, I would love to know is what are MSPs saying? Uh, you've you've had it launched for a, a I don't know a few weeks now. What are MSPs saying after they've you know put all their vendors in here and, and started using it? Hey, the primary reaction is similar to the reaction that you you just gave um i think that they, overwhelmingly everyone's like holy crap this is incredible i, I can't tell you how many times i've spoken with uh, somebody for the last two months we've kind of this beta and then the end when we the launch you know have people come up to us at an event and say damn it i was you know i wanted to do this i thought about doing something like this but you guys beat us to it um so i've heard that quite a you know a few times but um I think uh, kind of forward looking, we've gotten a lot of questions about, all right, well, how do I compare against my, you know, my competitors, you know, it could be down the street or it could be, um, you could be, I don't know, across the country or whatever. Um, and that's, that's uh, some, an area that we're going to start to, uh, you know, path that we're going to go down. Um, when uh, MSP registers or if they do product reviews, we ask some demographic, you know, questions as you see the size of the MSP and maybe a number of endpoints or customers. And so as we progress, we'll start to, uh, say we'll start to surface like this is the, the stack of, of the average MSP that's $2 million or X number of endpoints. Um, these are things that you might be you know, on what to think about. And then you mentioned it earlier, like this kind of maturing or maturity model. Um, I think we'll start to lean into that because you know, we have got some of the some of the large kind of monolith MSPs that are in the platform using this, and then we've got you know tons of of the upstarts, you know the ones that are going from break fix to MSP, 
And so, as you know, all right, their stacks are going to be dramatically different. And so, you know, as we get to like this, you know, critical mass as far as number of partners using the platform and and products added, then we can start to surface that kind of data um, in the platform. And it's, I think, it's a not too distant future because you know the uptake has just been it's been it's been off the charts. Uh, but I, I think that's a lot of what they're looking for. Yeah. And that was that was going to be my next question is. You know, like how some people just know that steak pairs nicely with a Cabernet Sauvignon. Uh, I would, I would like to think that you guys are going to be able to use the data for good, not evil. Uh, maybe you'll see that, um, people often pair fin security with SAS alerts for whatever. And I'm just picking two random vendors. I'm not putting any thought into it. Right. But, um, but you're going to start to see trends through through all of the vendors that people are working with and you'll be able to start correlating all right well for whatever reason people really like using these two cybersecurity platforms together um and and then you'll be able to take that and present it to MSPs and say hey look here's the stack that we see most MSPs your size and maybe here's the next size up and you know you you start to really analyze all this data and you, you could easily get lost in the numbers, but there's, there's going to be some really fantastic ways you can present what you've learned with this platform. Yeah. I, without giving away too, too much, um, we'll, we'll, we'll start next week, uh, dripping, uh, some really interesting, uh, insights that we've, we've already gleaned. Um, these are actually from the product reviews. And so if we, if we start to analyze all of the product reviews and, and the thousands of suggestions, like, so one of the, one of the great questions on the product reviews is, you know, what would you like to see, you know, added to, you know, what's missing basically in this, this product, what should be on the roadmap? And the responses are incredible. I mean, you know, so they're incredible for that specific vendor that's getting those reviews, but then when you extrapolate that across a product category and say that product category has 400 reviews, you know, and 400 suggestions, and we start to look at, you know, what's, you know, what's being suggested, what's most important, um, it becomes really powerful data. It's really fascinating, you know, and I, I, I mentioned like one of the areas that, you know, one of the most common requests across all the products is integrations, right? I mean, I think integrations is is out in front by you know by a country. It's a long. It's out there way out in front. Um, and so there's some really cool things that we can do leading into integrations, integration maps. Um, you know, and then uh, you know taking some of those product suggestions and giving them back to the vendors and say, hey, you know, this is what your customers are asking for. And that's you know, that's another major pain point for every vendor, especially you know, can we live lit? We'd get all kinds of you know, great feedback while we're at events. We didn't have a, a way to capture it and and prioritize it. And so we have a something that's coming out for the vendors to be able to capture that and then prioritize it, you know, and then send it over to development teams, um, you know, and, and close the loop. And so it's almost like we're creating uh, kind of a real-time product advisory council for, for these vendors, you know, based on their customers' feedback. So there's really cool things that we can do with the data and the platform um, it adds value back to the vendors, but more importantly, adds value to the MSPs. Cause to your point, right? It's like, you know, 
when you get into kind of the world of AI and, and, you know, predictability, what pairs well with what, um, you know, and we start to go down the path of pricing and, and stuff like that. I mean, I think the insights that we'll be able to provide back to the MSP to help them make better decisions will be, will be, you know, just super powerful. That's really awesome. I, I, I want to play with it. I don't even like need to. I I have no need to with you know, with what I do with Rocket MSP. I don't even have a stack, but it just makes me want to play with it. It's pretty. You do. You use Streamyard. That's that's part of your stack. <laughs> yeah, I got Streamyard and HubSpot. That's my stack. Yeah, yeah. but it, it, Matt brings up a good point. That was one of the, the fascinating things as it as we launched. Um, you know, we've got some really you know some are borderline obscure. We got some really interesting requests, you know, to be added or, or requests and like, you know, just people, how, how people, um, perceived what their stack was. And, you know, Matt mentioned like QuickBooks, you know, paychecks and payroll, uh, processing, um, these other third-party tools like Zoom and StreamYard and stuff like that. Like, you know, some, you know, that it's not even shadow IT, but it's like these, a lot of these tools that, that, that you don't necessarily think is like a key part of your stack. The MSPs are adding in to see, you know, more holistically, like all of the tools that they're dealing with, maybe not just the, you know, the service delivery tools, but you know, you know, the other 30 or 40 different tools that you might use within an MSP. And so we've gotten, we've gotten some really interesting, uh, product edition requests. And as Matt mentioned, Garrett and team try to jump on those pretty quick and, uh, we'll reach out to the vendor and, and say, hey, you know, there are products that you want us to add, um, and and that's again just part about part about um, you know providing you know value and and not you know not leading people down a certain path, you know, but you know surfacing the data they they need to see to make decisions, right? So yeah, been very. Yeah, I mean, part, the part's been very cool. Yeah, like I'm just looking at today, like the three requests the companies, uh, Steve, were symbol security, Synology. And, um, not Nakavo. So, you know, that's, that's the thing It's like, there's just so many technologies out there that different MSPs are using. And, and yeah, we, 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 we certainly don't know all of them. And so, right. And of the three, I've heard of Synology. I'm assuming yeah. we're talking about the NAS vendor. I think so. Yeah. So yeah. now, uh, I have an assumption of what this costs for MSPs to use, but I'll let you tell everybody. What's it, it it's free. It's free. And I know that the secondary question, which I think Kevin addressed earlier is, yeah, we have vendors who are paying to be part of the community in a variety of different ways. That's how we, that's how we've made it available to MSPs for free. So that's kind of the simple, simple answer for you. So, so this isn't that old adage of if you aren't paying for the product, you are the product because you're, you're, you're making revenue in other ways. And this is, I don't, I don't know the right way to say it, but this is a, a passive way to make the revenue more attractive to vendors to spend. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Look, I, I mean, a couple things, you know, in there, like one, I think as, as many vendors know, or even MSPs know, like going from freemium to premium is, is often kiss of death for, for an organization. So. Our thought process is that the platform should be open. It's an open ecosystem should be free for the MSPs. And, you know, maybe, maybe at some point, uh, in Q1 or Q2, we've kind of, you know, thought there's some things that we can, uh, you know, some things that we can throw in that might be, uh, monetizable, 
you know, maybe like courses or, or, or stuff like that. But, um, the platform should be, you know, free and open, uh, in our opinion. And, you know, going back you know, beyond the vendor side of the house, um, I mean, again, you know, this just by, you know, surely you know, your background in the MSP space and running this, like you think about these vendors and, and how expensive it is, how fragmented this marketplace is, how many different communities and peer groups and, and events like our events calendar, Matt might know the, the number better than I did, but I know we're well over 600 events that have been added to our events calendar, like 600, right? And so- It's a lot of events. It's a lot of events, I mean, right? Yeah, so, MSPs don't have time for that. Well, yeah. No. And so- No. <laughs> the vendor's seeing, you know, vendor's seeing some, you know, diminishing returns with some of the in-person events. And so as, as we were talking to vendors, it's like, look, you know, this is a platform that you want to lead into because we're able to, to, you know, smooth out that communication with your existing partners. And then, and then as you've, you've seen is if somebody's adding a product to their stack, they have the option to say, you know, I'd like more information. And so, you know, you know, that is, that is a, I think a trigger uh, for the vendor, right? If you, we might, you know, it, it does, it's, it's essentially a lead generation tool for the vendors, but it all goes back to the fact that when you saw these stats and numbers early on in, in the consumer space, right? And the consumer's looking to buy a car, right? You know, they're spending hours and hours on, on Edmunds, cars.com, car and driver. They're doing their research before they walk on the dealership, walk on the lot, you know, and that's, that's one of the, the, you know, principles behind this platform. They're, you know, MSPs are doing their research. You know, they're adding the vendors that they're working with, but if they're looking at NAS, if they're looking at, you know, uh, you know, firewalls or what have you, they can do the research and then they can request to engage with the vendor. Um, and so that's, I think we're, we're, we're helping the vendor in that journey, uh, just as much as we're helping the MSP in, in, in their journey. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, oh, please go ahead, Matt. Well, you could just, just real briefly, because Kevin brought up the industry calendar and, and you made a comment. Steve, if you don't mind sharing my screen, I'll, I'll just show you real quick. Sure. To, to your point, yeah, MSPs are extremely busy, but what we've tried to do is make it as easy as possible for an MSP, if they want to attend anything, to know where all these things are happening in a single source. So this is the most consolidated industry calendar that exists in the space because it gets down to the webinar level, the lunch and learns, the demo days. So... You know, if I'm not on Time Doctor's email campaign, well, Steve, you would never know that they're having a convert, you know, a, a thought leadership around mastering productivity and balance. So it's just giving this visibility, you know, and to your point, look, I mean, look how brutal the 29th was in terms of like how many things an MSP could and, technically choose from, right? And kudos um, to you guys for putting, isn't Pitch IT you? Yeah. Oh no! Well, pitch, no, so pitch it. So pitch it is uh, ConnectWise's program. The, okay, the, and then and then they've kind of taken our like our our model of our pitch event, which are engaged that we call it now. They kind of like we married it together to give more visibility to all these emerging vendors, and so it it was kind of their opportunity to do these these five minute pitches. So a shorter version of what we do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's ConnectWise. I was going to say, I was going to say like, wow, you, you put yourself at, not at the forefront of the list. <laughs> yeah, no. So yeah, no, we're, yeah, we have, we've got day three tomorrow. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that, no, that's, this is all, I think by time and date, 
and uh, but future versions of this, you'll also be able to start sorting by, you know, your city, your region. So that again, you're aware of, you know, cause I can't tell you how many times I go to an event where, where I've personally promoted to people like, Hey, we're going to seven figure MSP event in Chicago. And they tell me, they tell me like, if you hadn't messaged me about this, I would have had no idea that it was going to be taking place. So again, you know, taking this and making it easier. I, I had an MSP tell me they, they previous to our calendar, they were having to go to 16 different websites to get this information that they can now get in a single place. And by the way, Steve, if you don't want to come onto the website, we have a newsletter um, that sends out every Monday saying, here's what's happening this week in the channel. So you get an e- email recap of, of or preview of what's happening in the channel. So that's really yeah. cool. You, yeah. you guys are onto something. I'm telling you. You're you're doing all the things that I wish I was doing. So, <laughs> well, well, I mean, look, it, it, it means a lot uh, coming from you because if your your prominence, your disposition in the space, but it goes back to that, you know, we kind of kicked off. Like it's every day is is um, you know we kind of a it is a battle, right? It's it's you know how fast can we develop, how much value can we add, you know, and we kind of look at it that way, and so. You know, we try to make everything look calm and cool on the surface, but, you know, behind the scenes, I mean, we're trying to run as fast as we can because just how, you know, complex and, you know, diverse this whole industry is. So we're trying, we're trying to fight the good fight for everybody. Well, very good. Uh, Kevin, Matt, I, I just want to thank both of you for coming on. Uh, this is a, a really cool platform. And I appreciate you showing it off here at Rocket MSB. Uh, any, any final words before we wrap up? Uh, I mean, I do have a final word actually, because, you know, you've, you've had some questions around, you know, kind of like the why, why put this stuff in, in the platform and Kevin sort of addressed one version of the iteration of where we're headed with this and Steve, if you don't mind just putting it up one more time, um, you know, so Kevin talked about kind of that benchmarking opportunity where you, you'll have a stack score and you'll be able to rate a stack versus other stacks based on, you know, revenue and things like that. But, you know, kind of also imagine a world where you've filled out your, your, your stack and then you start getting curated information from your stack. So, you know, maybe it's product updates. We talked about the event calendar. You saw how broad that is. What if there was a widget where it's just showing you from your stack, here are the webinars and thought leadership? Because you're the one, you know, your stack's going to be the most important vendors to you. So you need to stay on top of those things. So this is actually, what it's going to ultimately end up doing is curating you a custom view based on your stack to help you manage it, communicate as we talked about. So, you know, in, in the future where it's headed is to that, to that, to that statement I made, which is becoming the homepage for an MSP, you know, having the contacts of all of your different vendors, um, support, because that's, it's another pain point I get all the time on the road is I actually don't know who to reach out to, to at, at XYZ vendor. And now, mm-hmm. you know, as we, as we continue to build this out, that'll be for a technician, the amount of wasted time they have to go back looking at, all right, who do I reach out to this vendor, this vendor, this vendor. Now it's going to be, you know, in one place. So, you know, that that's, that's the, the big why that's, I just, you know, wanted to kind of reiterate that because I know it's been kind of the theme of what we've been talking about today. Kevin, how about you? Yeah. What Matt said, um, I get I get often criticized in in the public sphere about not letting Matt you know speak uh, enough, even though he's on a, two stages, three stages every week. Um, no, but yeah, look, this like I said, this is um, yeah, this is purpose built um, just to help 
just to help. I mean, really, that's what it comes down to. Again, it's said a couple of times, I've had the, the fortune, the benefit of, of being on both sides of the, both sides of the stack, I guess, if you will. And um, so we're trying to take the knowledge that we learn on both sides and just make it easier. I mean, it's, it's, it's becoming more yeah, increasingly you know, more complicated, more competitive marketplace. And if this is a tool that, you know, allows the, the MSP to make better decisions and, and grow even, you know, one or 2% more than how we've had a, a tremendous impact on the industry. And that's what, that's what we're all about. Very good. Yeah. Well, well, again, thank you, Matt and Kevin from Channel Program for coming on and showing off Navistack. If you guys have not signed up for Navistack yet, do it. I'm endorsing it. I'm, I'm saying it's cool and, and you should go sign up. It's free. Why not? Um, so yeah, go, go do that. Uh, also next week, I will catch you guys again at one o'clock Wednesday live. And, uh, I'm going to be joined by Colin Knox from gradient. We're going to get an update from him and learn about, uh, what's new over at gradient. So thanks so much everyone for being here and I will catch you all next week. Take care.